This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> To each and every one of you, uh, hopefully you guys have had a awesome week and you guys are ready for a long weekend. Uh, Joe, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How good is it to find out? And uh, I, I get teased about this, but to find out that it's a public holiday uh, Friday because I'm always I always forget, you know. And uh, mm. at work, they're always like, "How do you not know? It's a short week this week." And I'm just like, man, I've just got my head down working that way. Yeah, that's what I was and, about to say. You're just a busy man. <laughs> and you and to like, find out. <laughs> and to busy. find out that um sorry, we, uh, it's funny when that happens, eh? When mm. you both pause at the same time to let the other guy speak, and you're yeah. like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you both talk at the same time. <laughs> doing this two years and we're still doing it. <laughs> but um Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was just uh, head down, working, and it's just such a good surprise to find out that it's a long weekend. And now I am prepared to have a good sleep. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was saying um, the reason why the other people knew it was a long weekend was probably because they weren't busy with their heads down. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they're either really, um, you know, they're, what's it called? Um this, the proficient with their time, so they know because mm. you know people are organized that way, yeah. or or they're uh, clock watchers. Oh, I've got to finish it right on four o'clock. Mm. Those kind of guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that they're probably um, more looking forward to maybe planning a long weekend, you know, with family or yeah. So that's probably why. But yeah, long weekend. Do you have any plans? No, because as I said, I only just realized this oh. week. Well, do you have any so, plans now that you know? <laughs> yeah, I am going to sleep for most of Friday and then I'm going to take my mum out. Um, me and Eva, we have done, we had a, we celebrated her birthday last week. We did a hike the week before that, not a hike, a little like walk to see this waterfall. Uh, so yeah, this week I'm actually just going to chill, take the old lady out, probably do some weeding. That's about it. What about you, bro? Um, I think spending time with the family and uh, not so much because uh, I uh, just got back from a road trip uh, down south. And, yeah, I'm just looking to catch up on some sleep because I did all the driving. Yeah, man. What do you do in the down south? Uh, so on, on the first night, Sunday, uh, we drove down to um, – Mount Auraki, or also known as Mount Cook. And we did the Hooker Valley Track. And I mentioned this last week. Um, oh, no, earlier earlier this week on the 
when I did the um, the dose, but man, it was such a beautiful place. Uh, you've done that trek before. I think, um, yeah, you, you were telling me that was um, that I like the trek, and oh my gosh, was it beautiful? Mm, and was it was it hard for you? Nah, it was. Also, oh, the the beginning was hard because it was like a shock to my system. It was like, oh, we walking? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once we got into the rhythm and uh, you know, and uh, a bit warmed up, uh, the the rest of the trek was pretty easy. And uh, once we got to the end, oh man, was it worth it? We uh, sat down and we had um, we took a couple of drinks and had some uh, some snacks that we ate at the huge like. Those tables are huge, eh? Yeah, I was gonna say the, the tables. Like, it's so nice of them to have tables up there, so we can have our lunch. Yeah, and there's um the fact that there's like a table. I think halfway. Mm. Oh yeah, halfway. Um, is also like a good spot to rest. But yeah, we did the Hooker Valley trek, and then uh, spent the night uh at the hotel there, and then we uh, Monday morning we drove to Queenstown. And we weren't planning on doing anything. And we're actually supposed to come back on Wednesday. But uh, we're enjoying ourselves so much. And uh, I didn't have work till Thursday anyway. So uh, we were like, oh, why don't we just stay till Thursday? Stay an extra night. So we ended up staying extra night. And uh, using um, that Wednesday that we're supposed to come back on, uh, we used that to drive out to uh, Tianao. So uh, we went to go see the glowworms. Was a I think it was like a two hour drive from Queenstown, about the halfway point towards uh, Mount, not uh, Milford Sounds, and oh, that was another beautiful place, and I learned some cool things. Apparently, the um, town out is the second largest lake in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it is the largest Australasian or lake in Australasia that is purely, it is just pure um, freshwater. Yeah. Uh and yeah, we went to um we we took the boat uh to the other side of uh the lake and we went to go see the glowworms. That was really good. Uh, to, uh we got to sit in a little boat in the cave and it was just total darkness and uh just uh just saw these green lights uh in the ceiling in the cave was awesome. And it wasn't too because the cave at the entrance is so heavy. Have, have you done that one before, Joe? I don't. I've no. I haven't been on a boat. I did the one where you can walk into the cave. Yeah. Oh, was that cave? Was it really low at the beginning? Nah. Nah. nah I have. I don't think I've done the the caves. I've done oh, the yeah. one where it's kind of like a it's like a forest kind of. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This one was like a straight cave and. Oh, the water was so fresh. Um, they even let us drink from um, so this water that was sort of dripping from the, the roof of the cave. Like, so fresh, you can just drink from it. Uh, but yeah, the beginning was so low, I almost had to like crawl under it. So if you're tall and you decide to do the uh, the glowworm tour um, out of Tianao, then yeah, make sure you're, you're, um, you're lumber up and uh, get your muscles ready for a lot of like ducking and and squatting under those rocks, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. And then we drove back uh, on Thursday, and yeah, no rest. We straight to work. The man. That's so, why I respect you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's going on in the Pacific community? A lot of Pacific people are re- 
not rejoicing, but fingers crossed that the rugby eligibility laws are being looked at and voted on this month. Um, we've talked about it a few times, and um, well, a, a big reason why that's such a big talking point is because rugby is the Pacific Islands' like national sport. Rugby, rugby league, but mostly I'd say rugby more, more so. Mm. Um, and it's just we've just been under, I think we've been used so much by other nations mm. that finally we might just get a bit of glory back for ourselves. Yeah. Finally been thrown a bone. Mm. Um, mm. I hate the, there's always that argument from people that are like, oh, you know, they came, you know, we trained them and all that. and But it's, and, you know, they, they chose to play for the All Blacks. If they wanted to play for Samoa, or if they wanted to play for Tonga, they should have played for them from the beginning. But when you're when you're a young kid in the islands and, you know, you have, you know, a, a, the possibility of signing like, a, you know, a hundred, you know, thousands of dollars um, contract versus, you know, what can the Pacific provide because of the limited resources, of course you're going to pick um, the All Blacks or playing uh, for a... Uh, a super rugby team, you know. Mm. Yeah. So I always, yeah, I always get annoyed when people say, "Oh, they should have just played for Samoa from the beginning." Then, exactly, you, you can't really. The thing is, Pacific Island. That's that's coming from people who don't have another culture. Yeah. Because, because well, people they can't play rugby. Yeah, because in New Zealand, right? Um, if, let's say New Zealand or Australia. If you're raised as a Pacific, um. As a Pacific Islander, uh, you're not just raised as a New Zealander, you're raised mm. as a Samoan or Tongan. And, um, you know, it, it, you just have that built-in longing to help out your family back home. And you won't understand if you don't have family elsewhere, yeah. if you don't have a culture um, back to another country. Like, you, you, you won't understand. So, uh, fair enough, <laughs> mm. I guess. Uh, just quickly as well, as time's moving on, um, just qu- uh, Josiah, um, a good friend of the show who's part of um, – Josiah's great. Uh, yeah. He is part of Pilot and uh, Youth Council. Uh, he's got a lot of roles, actually. He was part of that mental health inquiry as well. He's, a lot of hats. Yeah, a lot of hats. Standout Pacifica leader. Um. He's currently leading a, not an investigation, but a criticism of the Christchurch City Council for not consulting um, the Pacific Island community in terms of the building of the stadium, especially because PIC was built in that area and mm. it holds a bit of significance for Pacific people here in, in Christchurch. So um, unfortunately, they weren't consulted and this is the second time through. I was just reading through those articles where Josiah brought it up the first time that uh, Pacific people needed to be consulted and it was agreed to that it wouldn't happen again. And just recently, uh, Josiah has pinpointed that when a councilman was asked how the how the um, consultation with public has been going, mm. the councilman responded that they have been in contact with the Pacific community, but what he was actually meaning is that he was in contact with two people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Pacific people weren't actually consulted. 
Civic cultures are so, not cultures, communities are so huge that consulting two people or talking to two people is barely, um, you know, or just sending like an email talking to them is, is would barely um, suffice for the rest of the community. Yeah, especially because the two people consulted were also Pacifica, I mean, were also Samoan. Uh, mm. People that attended that church uh, on Cashel Street were like, it was multicultural. Yeah, he can't just consult two Samoan people. Hmm. We had like combined service in the morning, and then you know the um, Samoan service in the afternoon. Yeah, and then Cook Islands would sometimes have their services at three as well, Hmm. and they still do. But yeah, there's a lot of history uh, with that church uh, corner cashel address, you know. uh, your parents went through there, my parents went through there, uh, even a lot of our generation, our parents, their, our parents' parents, you know, um, went through there. It was definitely a, it was sort of the anchor point for the Pacific community uh, in its early stages uh, for, um, you know, the ones that migrated over from the island. So it holds a lot of significance and to sort of uh, be treated like this is uh, very uh, disheartening. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's that's been a, a it's been a while we've done this, but it's time for upu of the week. And today's upu Sam is this week's upu is um <laughs> it's Tupe, this guy. That is the one. Yes, Tupe I, for, I forgot the I forgot the word because. I don't have any tupe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tupe meaning money. Uh, mm. And it fits in with today's chat because I'm watching Squid Games at the moment and three episodes in, Sam, you've finished Squid Games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tupe meaning money. So uh, and that's what the show revolves around. If you haven't seen it, we'll give you an update on what that's about after this but um we're just we're just talking about money in general like what would yeah. what would we do for money and like what links would you would you um go to survive in terms of money troubles and stuff like that mm. so we're talking about that after this my money my problems old school from notorious big <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. As I said before, the Upo of the Week was Tupe and it's inspired by the show Squid Games. Sam's already finished the show. I am episode three in 
and mm. I'm enjoying it. Sam, what's your rating for the Squid Game? And can you give us a rundown of a synopsis without any spoilers, please? Um, so at the end, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, the guy. No, just, uh, out of ten, I would give Squid Games uh, like a solid seven. Solid seven yeah. and a half, eight, yeah, seven. Um, so basically, Squid Games, if you haven't uh, watched it, it is a uh, Netflix, uh, it's on Netflix, and it is all the craze at the moment. Uh, if you know, you would have seen uh, people doing TikToks or you know, videos of uh, red light, green light, but uh, basically, it is just a uh, TV series where a group of people who owe a lot of money uh, enticed to join uh, in uh, what they believe to be a game show and at the end of the game show uh, the, the remaining person or people uh, remaining will receive uh, a large amount of money uh, unbeknownst to them if you don't make it through certain uh, games so there are a certain amount of games uh, you'll end up dying so uh, basically, it is are you willing? How are you willing to give up your life for money? And a lot of these people that uh, are picked for these good games, uh, not a lot of them, all of them, have money uh, issues or uh, in debt of some sort. Yeah, and I am enjoying it at the moment because, you know, uh, today's topic we're talking about: what would you do? Would you go that far to get money? And um, these people, I guess, will because they are in debt. Some of them have uh, large debts to pay to, uh, and it's to debtors who mm. are going to hurt them. But our main character is in this in this situation because his mother's sick, and he's in debt. He's in debt himself. He's useless at the beginning. He is Makawai useless. He is yeah, stupid, and his poor mother does the working but she's become sick so he needs the money hmm. and uh, if he makes it through the six games he's entitled with everyone else who currently goes through the games to to that big pot of money um but yeah like money sam in terms of being like strapped for cash hmm. what's your first like what do you do in that situation if I'm straight for cash, yeah. Well, I like think if I'll... you had to pay something, mm. what what would you do? Like it's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow for some people. Straight away, I'd be thinking, who owes me money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah. owes me money so I can pay these people that I owe money to? Mm. Uh, that's generally the um, the you know, but then you know we we have jobs so you know. Um, it's just about budgeting, really, for us. But uh, these people in the TV show, they're sort of in over their head, you know, or don't even don't even have jobs or lost their jobs of some sort. So uh, I, I don't know what I do in their situation. Um, yeah, I would I would just because I'm I would just budget better or try to yeah. anyway, you know, just mm-hmm. think about okay next week. When you get paid, X amount needs to go to this, X amount needs to go to that. And then, yeah, done. So, yeah, I think we're quite lucky to have the luxury of having a job per se. But, yeah, if you would you go on this show, Joe? Like, 
if if you were if you were like in, in massive debt, would you go on the show? Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, would I do it if I was in massive debt and I needed I needed that money to think? But like, <laughs> I just you know, it's hard for me to put myself in those shoes because in these situations, like, I really do think optimistically. Like, mm. I. I I will look for that money and work hard for it, no yeah. matter what. And I've I've been in, I've been in this situation. I'm not gonna lie, like mm. uh, like within the last ten years, there was a time when I was like I would only have like a dollar thirty till next pay. Mm. And um, like right now, I'm pretty comfortable. But like there, ten years ago, like I probably couldn't say that. I was just working almost minimum wage having to pay this, pay that, yeah. um, stupid bills that I got myself. Well, I didn't really get myself into, but it was more so helping helping other people but and just keeping a brave face. But I've been there before. Um, I've looked at, like, even thought about loan sh- like those loan companies. They are so whole- easy to get into. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like, a, a couple of years back, I, I, I got a, I think it was like uh was it, is it Moola or something? Yeah. So yeah, this is going back years now, but um, they make it so easy to get. You know, I was I was short one week, and I just needed um, you know, a couple hundred just to tie me over, and I and I and I had a look into it, and I, I, no wonder people fall into these traps because they make it so easy uh, to um, to apply for and stuff, you know. Yeah, that's why they call them loan sharks because it's just, yo, yeah, I'll grab you, I'll grab you, I'll grab you, yeah, sign this, and then you you're, you end up paying, um, you know, sometimes even up to fifty percent of what you got of what you borrowed, like on mm-hmm. top of what you borrowed. Yeah, yeah, I, I've never been through a loan shark, but I, I'm pretty, like, I'm talking from like a super lucky place where I could go to my parents for money mm. but like I, I'm just thinking about because uh, Nate from my firm right he mm. was saying like you know they get a lot of complaints that on their Pacifica on their show that a lot of Pacifica and Maori listen to uh, they play adverts from loan sharks which is probably why you went to that moolah place because they did those guys hard out right mm. is where they, they played right yeah but Nate said you know after reading those complaints he honestly he went out and said on his podcast that well the people that are making these complaints like yes they're trying to do it for the right reasons but at the same time like he has been in that position where all he could turn to were the lone sharks you know what I mean Mm. like um, he's been in that position before where he that's all he had his only option I definitely do not recommend it. Don't do it. But the, he just said that that was that was just interesting to hear from Nate, from my friend, say that. Hmm. But yeah, but uh, okay. The saying here: money doesn't buy you happiness. True or false? What are your thoughts on that? Just quickly, Sam. Uh, I heard this. I heard this. The saying, and it goes: money is like your sixth sense. It allows you to enjoy the other five. Mm. 
So that is cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. To to it, it can to like, I believe it. Like money can buy you happiness, uh, but it's definitely not you know the the root of all happiness. You know, if, if you know, obviously you know bills and that bills bring unhappiness because you you need to pay these bills. So if you don't have money. You know, how are you going to pay these bills? So uh, to an extent, I do believe that um, money does uh, bring you happiness, but uh, total happiness, I don't think so. How about yourself? Yes, when I think of that quote, um, money doesn't buy you happiness, I think money makes you, can give you a state of um, comfortableness. Like, it's not Peace of mind, eh? But but yeah, peace of mind. it's good to have to feed the family roof over your head mm. uh that kind of thing like uh, yeah. it probably won't buy you like the happiness that you want unless you got heaps of it but yeah. money does make life a bit more easier you know who i think keeps saying money doesn't buy you happiness <laughs> poor people that <laughs> nah, is the ultra rich <laughs> yeah the ultra rich keeps saying that to all the to all the, the middle class and, and lower middle class people you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could say they, they could say it too. I mean, we've we've heard stories of um, people who have got a lot of money that uh, didn't their life didn't pan out too well for them, or they feel a sense mm. of loneliness. Well, um, I've seen stories of uh, ultra. I think they asked Judith Collins this, or you know, they've also asked um, Bill Gates, this, um, "What's the price of a carton of milk?" And they don't even know what it is because they don't even, they're so rich, they don't even worry about that. <laughs> True. Yeah. And I remember um, Bill Gates being asked why his daughter, why he wouldn't allow his daughter to marry someone who is wealthy. Mm. And Bill Gates said that wealth didn't mean that he was financially wealthy. Wealthy is someone who, like, had. A good view of everything. So yes, he was smart with money, or good had money, but mm. he said that that didn't wealthy means like down to earth, good person, uh, knowledge, that mm. kind of thing. That's what he meant by being wealthy to him. So someone who was all about money wasn't the, wasn't what he considered wealthy. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's uh, our chat for today. A quick chat on Tupe and. Um, I guess a little a small plug for Squid Games. Netflix help us out here. Surely free, mem- free <laughs> a couple of free month memberships there for the Squid plugin for uh, Squid Games. <laughs> yes, join us back after this. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samu dance classes each Thursday at eleven a.m. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Thank you for joining us on the show this week. Uh, if you've if you've missed the show or any of our shows, you can welcome to download them from the Plains FM website or look out for them when they're available on the Sam Sefa Radio Facebook page. We'd like to thank Tangata Atumotu Trust for sponsoring the show have an awesome long weekend take care if you're on the roads driving driving about um i hate hearing about the 
road tolls that uh, happen during public holidays and long weekends. So please, please, please take care. Uh, we'll see you next week for the Dose of Mondays and Pollyhood Fridays. So keep, stay safe, stay warm, everything like that. Pollyhood! That was Pollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.